0: cleans like Clorox and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox and You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that is exactly what you're gonna get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Happy Sunday. Welcome to listener q and I'm sitting across from Emma Bailey on Zoom and I was just having to apologize to Emma because I'm just very, very behind today and I'm scarfing down my Chipotle and I have a therapy appointment coming up. So I'm like, we got to stay on schedule because I will ramble. And she was like, well, guess what? I ramble too. She's like, I'm having Chipotle for dinner and I also have therapy tonight. We are basically the same person. <laughs> we sure are. And so Emma, tell us where you are coming to us from. I can see that you're at work. Uh, so I don't know what you can say, what you can't say, but just go ahead and share with us a little Cliff's Notes version of Emma.
1: Okay, I can do that. So I'm coming from Akron, Ohio, which is kind of like a suburb-ish of Cleveland. So I'm about an hour south of Cleveland. And I manage an internship program at a Fortune 500 company in the CPG industry. So are you going to say who you work for or no?
0: You just said That's- Fortune 500 company. Which yeah, sounds- it's the
1: Fortune 500 company, but no, it's the JM Smucker company.
0: Like right now behind her, y'all can't see this because this is a podcast, but behind her is a big jar of strawberry Smucker's jam. Yeah. And that that's my favorite. Like if I had to rank them it would go strawberry, well, strawberry then grape. And then maybe
1: Blackberry. There's some other fun ones, but I stick to the staples too. Sometimes I'll get a little exotic, but if you, if I really had to pick, I would stick with the staples. But yeah, we have a ton of really fun products too. So like my dog loves that we own Milk Bone because he has a continuous supply of Milk phone at home, which is definitely his favorite.
0: Oh, so yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of the different products, like there's more than just jelly behind you, but I didn't know that one big company owned all those products. Like yeah, I just thought those you were People in Ohio
1: don't realize like we're here in Ohio. So it's fun to kind of debunk those myths. It's my favorite thing to do.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well hit us with the questions. Like this is I'm passing the mic to
1: you. This is your episode so you can lead it. Well, I think the first thing I really wanted to talk about and one thing I like love about you is you're so age positive and I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago and I am too. Like I was so excited to turn 30. I feel like this third decade is going to be my best one yet. I just feel like I know who I am. I know what matters. To me, I have the right people in my life and just like have a ton of momentum going into this next decade. And I was just going to ask you now that you're past this decade, what were some things that you learned through this decade that you carried into your next decade or, you know, as somebody going into their 30s that you'd be like, hey, I learned this. So maybe you don't have to go through that.
0: I loved my early 30s, but I think it was probably my early to mid-30s that I I started to experience some real adult-like adversity and stuff where I was just like, what in the world? And so the 30s stretched me for sure. And what I learned, for me personally, everybody's journey is going to be different, but I learned how to look inward, and I don't really know that I had done that much work on myself until my mid to late 30s. And then now entering my 40s, I'm 41. And I'm all about work and like digging into it, working introspectively, like working on myself, probably a little into right now because I think about I try to tie everything into why I'm doing what I'm doing is probably because of X, Y, Z. And it's probably just because I'm in the thick of trying to unpack a lot of stuff and figure it out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So but I would say the 30s, it laid the groundwork for what I was going to need in my early 40s, because 40 is where stuff really hit the fan for me. But I don't think if I had laid the groundwork in my 30s, then I would have been, ugh, I don't know. And then having like core support and family and friends and connection. Connection was something that I didn't, I didn't realize I wasn't very good at. I was just kind of like, oh, I connect, you know, I don't know. But then friends and family would express to me, actually, I don't really feel like you connect that well. And I was, I am, was, am, and still thankful for their honesty. But, you know, a lot of that was unpacked in the later part of that decade for me. So i loved left the 30s, especially the beginning. Like, I was thriving then. And then my mom got cancer. And then later in my late 30s, my dad got cancer. And then I was trying to adopt. I couldn't get pregnant. I mean, there was all kinds of things that I faced in that decade. But I can now see what I went through and how it's benefiting me now. And then the gifts that came from that, like not getting to get pregnant, led us to adoption. And now I have two beautiful children from Haiti. And you know, it, like, that laid all, the
1: groundwork, yeah. I feel like. Put you on it's, stable ground.
0: And all of that happened in my 30s. And it took a lot of prayer, a lot of unanswered prayers, a lot of waiting, a lot of figuring it figuring out things, a lot of perseverance and hope. A lot of hope. Yeah, like hindsight's
1: twenty twenty though. Like you look back and you it was probably so hard at the time, but you look back and you're like, that all happened because now I'm better suited to right. move forward and handle things differently.
0: But that, I wouldn't say that about my 20s, my decade of my 20s, or the decade even before that. If I had to pick, like, do you want to go back and redo your 20s or your 30s? I would still redo my 30s. Because not redo it, like write the story differently. That's the one I would want to relive.
1: Although yeah. college was pretty fun. So I don't know. I've had times recently where I realized like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm a real adult. And a lot of these adult things, like they just flat out suck. Like it just stinks. But then there's so many things because you are an established adult that are also awesome. So it's like a weird combination of the two of like, oh my gosh, life's so hard. I'm not a kid anymore. But then there's also so many things you get to do as an adult that are so exciting. So it's like a good combination of the
0: two. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I want to be a kid, and then sometimes I also just want to be my cat because she lays around all day and doesn't have to worry about anything.
1: I'd be down. <laughs> no, but my next question is kind of related. So I started listening. I actually, so funny, I got sucked in with a Friday morning dance party driving to work. The like songs were just so good. And then that's when I started listening to the Bobby Bones show. It was like 2014. And then became a huge Amy fan and listened to all of the things, four things, five things, all of them. Keep going, seven, eight, nine, ten. However many things you want to have, I'll probably listen to them. But Outweigh has a special way or part in my heart because I am also in recovery from disordered eating. And I just felt so comforted, I think, by everything you were saying and um, seen. Like it just was so reassuring because you know, like there's peaks and valleys. Like I've got days where I'm like rocking and rolling and I'm like, oh, I'm so good. And then there's days. Is that you just kind of revert back or have some weird thoughts. And so the podcast has been so just reassuring um, to keep working on that journey. And so I think something I was just curious because these things mean a lot to me, what are your favorite like wins and joys that you've had through your recovery? Like things that you're so thankful for that you get to do now or enjoy because you've let go of some of those things.
0: You know, in the Outweigh theme song, and this came up on a Four Things interview the other day that I did, or maybe it went up, I don't know, days are like, what? How many days has it even been? But it might've even been a week or two ago. But I was explaining the theme song that Brittany Spencer and I wrote, and she sings on it. And she's an amazing up and coming country artist. But one of the lines is, sitting down for family meals around the table and basically eating what grandma made now because we're able. And of course I did not nail that correctly, but y'all know what I mean. And so I think for me, it's family meals around the table without the stress and the drama. Because for me, there was always anxiety, stress, and drama around food. So a lot of family meals, I either just didn't eat or I brought my own food or I didn't go. And so For me, it's that holidays aren't stressful anymore. Like Thanksgiving is no longer stressful because I used to spend leading up to Thanksgiving restricting so that then on Thanksgiving I could eat whatever I want and I better eat it all that day because the next day I was going to restrict again. So it just was, was exhausting. And so I feel like the joys, which there is no shame if that's where you are right now, like you are not alone totally understand. I used to think, am I the only person having these thoughts? Am I the only person that is experiencing this right now? Doug, why? why is nobody else freaking out about this? Right. And maybe they are, but it's internal. It's not like we, you know, I'm getting my Thanksgiving plate and I'm like, "Okay, but I I would look at family or friends that didn't seem to be stressed out about it at all or they just made it look so easy. Or or I was showing up to Thanksgiving having altered every recipe that I knew under the sun to make it Fit into my little box of appropriate foods. So I would bring stuffing, but it wouldn't be my dad's amazing recipe that's awesome. It would be. It's like not even worth
1: it at that point. It's not the same thing.
0: some, Some cauliflower altered, gluten free, all vegetable, no carb bread, you know, no bread situation. And stuffing is bread. It is what it is. Like you can make it gluten-free. Like if you're celiac or you have, you're allergic to gluten, that's one thing, but I am not. (laughs) So, but I mean, I just had put myself in this box and so it was just very, very stressful. So just the, I don't, I don't even know that there's really a word for it, but it kind of just feels like this, like, ah.
1: And you probably are so much more fulfilled. Like if you're anything like me, I just feel like I enjoy things so much more. And it's like, it's almost sad because I look back and I'm like, I missed out on so much joy. Like there was just so many things that I feel like I could have taken in more. But I was like you, I was worried about like X, Y, or Z. And I was like more concerned about that. And then looking at other people, envious, like I want to be like that. I want to do yeah. what you're doing.
0: And I mean, take it from me. I told you a minute ago, like I've lost both my parents and they both were really good cooks. And I missed out on a lot. And I don't get the opportunity to get that back. I try not to to dwell on that because like you mentioned, it is sad. But, you know, there's hope and we're sharing our stories and it's exciting to know that there is a future beyond. You don't have to stay stuck where you are. And I'm even even looking at the jelly or the jam like I have smuckers in my fridge right now. And that's something that I wouldn't have ever just had in my fridge casually to put on toast. Are you kidding? Because there's sugar in there or it didn't fit
1: like no. Why would I? No. But, but now it's cool. Like I can be like, oh, excited about things that you have in your house. Now, like sometimes when I like go to the grocery store and I get something like that, or like, I don't know, I can't think of an example, but like when I'm checking out, I have like such a pride in the fact that I'm buying Mm -hmm. that thing. And then I'm so happy that it's at my house. Like there's just something satisfying about having it
0: at your house. Mine's Oreos. If you listen to Outway, you know that Lisa and I Talking Oreos always come up as my example, because I think that was just a food that, you know, everybody knows it's so common. And if I had it in the pantry and there was any left, I would have to discard of it because I didn't trust myself. So either I would eat as many as I could, and then throw the rest away. Or I would just be like, oh, I can just have one. And then I'm going to put water all over the rest. So that way they're ruined and I'm going to put them in the trash, you know? So I don't know. You get so, to have them there. And, and the, no. The one, you get to have them and you love it.
1: It's great. Yeah. And it's
0: not easy to get there, but it is possible. And yes, I love buying Oreos at the store and I love having them in my pantry.
2: This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
0: Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day, and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions, and... This friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? (laughs) And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut Coconut-scented Clorox and is my go-to, and I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special, and... Of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Scentiva cleans like Clorox, and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you.
1: So I just recently got married in September and I like realized that leading up to our wedding, I did nothing, like diet, exercise related. I soaked in every bridal shower, my bachelorette party, everything like loved all of it. And I was just so reflective and thankful that I had put in so much work to get to that point that it didn't even cross my mind till later. I looked back and I was like, you go girl. Like I took it all in. I actually like stopped working out because I felt like I was putting too much stress on myself between wedding planning. I was really busy with work and putting exercise stress on was just like not, it was not it, <laughs> Like it just wasn't the right recipe. And so I took a break and I was like, I never would have done that before. And it made it so much sweeter because I just got to like, hang out, take care of myself and have like the best time. So it was wonderful.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, that tidbit for anybody else that's leading up to a big event. Like that might be the exact words they needed to hear. And I'm with you. Like I used to juice before certain work events. And I mean, if you're doing it for nutritional purposes, like I can see the value in juice, but for me, I used to, all this prep used to go into like certain events and I'm right there with you. It's like now I have work events, and it's like la la la, normal day. And if any part of my brain starts to think, oh, uh, uh, like I was in California last month to film that movie, and like I've never been on a big screen before, but you hear, you just have in our head, you know, they say the camera adds ten pounds, and so then my mind started playing tricks on me, and I, I had to just stand firm though, whatever side of my brain it is that was like able to keep me in line, like when. We went through the lunch line like they had, you know, with craft services or whatever it's called out in Hollywood. Um, but it was mealtime and everyone went and ate. And I purposefully put, I, you know, went through the line. I was like, put it all, put it all on my plate. I didn't know for sure what I was going to end up gravitating towards, but I didn't even want to give my brain the chance to restrict So if I even questioned it, I was like, oh, and then I'm like, excuse me, is there dessert somewhere? I'm going to just go ahead and give myself that option. It wasn't a a binge in any way, shape or form. It was just like, I have the opportunity to eat all of this or a few bites of each thing, like whatever it looks like. I just am going to fuel my body because it's lunchtime and I'm working and I'm not going to think about the camera or what I'm going to look like or whatever. And that just if they would have called me to do that movie two years ago, I would have been probably juicing and then, and then stressed and weak and irritable. And it wouldn't have been as much fun of an experience because I just would have been consumed.
1: Like You just probably were able to take it in and enjoy it because you weren't using so much mind space mm-hmm. and controlling and fretting over all these things. So yay. That's yay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. For you too. Yay. Thanks. So my questions are all kind of random. The last one segued kind of nicely, but this one is just like, kind of unrelated entirely, but I love mornings. I'm all about my morning routine. It's my favorite time of day. And I know your morning starts so early. So your morning routine, I know you make your bed every morning that's wonderful. So good job. But, but if you didn't start so early, like let's say you worked like a nine to five and you could just, you know, wake up kind of when the rest of the world wakes up, what would your favorite morning routine be? Like, how would you set up your day?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'll just give you how I set up my
1: day. Cause I I like it. You still kind of do the same thing, even though it's just like way earlier than everybody else. Like, do you feel like you still kind of have that transition into the day? It is what it is. And I,
0: I've got it down. And I mean, some mornings are more difficult. And I question, in fact, I think I literally journaled this morning that, you know, I almost wasn't going to journal, but I journaled that. I was like I was about to not journal, and now I'm making myself journal. <laughs> so I, the making the bed thing, though, for new people, that is not something I've always done. That was probably a late '30s revelation of that. That's something that just really makes me feel good. I used to be a big snoozer, so most of my radio career, waking up early, I was actually waking myself up even earlier so that I could press snooze, and so now. I don't press snooze anymore. I wake up right away. I get out of bed. The first thing I do is make my bed. Otherwise, it's not going to happen because there are days that it doesn't happen. But I try. That is part of it. And then now I've added three minutes of journaling to my routine. And that's very new. But I know that I'm capable of keeping it going because I've done it enough now to where I think it's habitual. I mean, I'm even doing it on Saturdays and Sundays when I have more time and I'm trying to add even a few more minutes on those days, but I just do three minutes. I literally, I will pull up. You'll see this right now, Emma, like you can vouch for me. If you go to my, like, here's my clock app. If you go to my timer, can you see what it's set on? Oh yeah. Yep.
1: It's ready for tomorrow. It's got the three minutes ready yep. to go. And so
0: I hit start. And then I start journaling, and my timer counts down, and then it goes beep, 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 beep. And then I put my pen down, and I'm done. Check the box. And then I move on to I go and make some coffee, and then I wash my face and start my makeup. And then if I'm really good on time, I'll make toast with maybe some butter and jam. But mm, I don't know, got to say some mornings I spend too long in my closet trying to figure out, should I wear leggings again today or not? <laughs> and then I end up just grabbing like either a No Cow bar or a Kind bar and I run out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I ate a protein waffle, like one of those frozen frozen ones, like literally in the car driving this morning. I'm mm-hmm. like not used to being at work cuz we are still kind of hybrid, but this was like, I call it my super bowl week. All of our interns started this week. So I've been crazy busy. This is my fourth day in a row thing at work, which is like totally unheard of for me right now. So the outfit thing, I was like, do I have four outfits? Like, I don't even know what to wear for four days in a row. So I know the getting stuck in your closet thing. And then the time flies, you're like, was I really in there that long? And then you're behind it. Then you're eating a waffle, you know, just straight up in the car, dry. the <laughs>
0: work. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. That part of my morning definitely looks different, but that pop out of bed. And, you know, part of the me popping up now, I mean, the snoozing took practice. It took work. Like I just had to commit. But Mel Robbins, five second rule has helped me a lot with that because there's some mornings where I just am like, uh, why? And then I just five, four, three, two, one, go. That's what kind of what I did with the journal this morning. I was like, you know what? I just want to go get my coffee first. Like I just want to get ready. I've been watching these videos on YouTube while I get ready. That's another part of my morning routine As I watch things and I try to watch things that are going to impact me positively to prepare me because I'm about to enter a space where I'm talking to other people. Now, I mean, some days if like, you know, I'm really into the staircase, then I'm watching that guy who killed his wife by pushing her down the stairs which is tragic and awful. But I try to save that for other times. Like that's what I work out to actually, which I'm like a weirdo or I go to bed watching Snapped lately, which is another good, wholesome show. But when I'm, you know, doing hair and makeup and getting ready, I'll just like search on YouTube different people that I enjoy, like Brene Brown, for example. And then there's a list of others that I go through and I just type their name into YouTube and I see what pops up. Where have they been a guest on something similar to what people probably do with podcasts? But I don't know, just something about I like having my computer right there with me instead of just searching for a podcast and listening to it on my phone. I like having the screen and the visual, which is something I think we're going to eventually start doing for the Four Things podcast is start recording things and then putting that up places because it is just a different audience or a different way for people to access it, even if just like four people are doing it. I don't care.
1: (laughs) No, that's so cool. And I resonate with that so much because that's actually like what the Bobby bones show is for me is like when I'm getting ready because I'm a podcast listener because I can't listen throughout the day so like I listen later and I'm usually like a day behind but it's like gets me out of bed because I walk my dog every morning I listen you know to the show and then maybe by the time I'm getting ready I'm on the post show or something like that but you guys are like you hang with me like throughout my whole morning routine and it's just fun it like just gets me going like I get to hear other people and there's things going on it gets me kind of just ready for the day but my favorite is the fifth thing with Cat comes out every Tuesday and I go into work every Tuesday and my commute is 30 minutes. And so it's literally perfect. I look forward to Tuesday mornings. I get in my car with my coffee and I just listen to you and Kat. And it's like my little ritual. It's my favorite. I love it. So thanks selfishly for timing that up right.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah. 30 minutes is about what we try to make the fifth thing. But sometimes we go a little bit over or shorter. Sometimes we're like, let's just try to make it like 15 or 20. Because some people do request like quicker things. They're like, I want to listen to y'all, but I don't have 30 minutes and I want to feel like I'm missing out. And then we can't. We try and we set a timer and then the next thing you know, it's 30 minutes and we're like, shoot, (laughs) Kat and I could go on and on. And if we, I started working on it last year, had to press pause. We're working on like a a four things tour. I don't even know that I want to call it a podcast tour. It'll be like the podcast and it's going to be live, but I don't want it recorded and I don't want it. Put up in, So if it's not recorded, that means it's not going to live anywhere because I want people that are coming for it to be a safe space for them. Well, I get it. It's not lost on me. They're sitting in a room full of mostly strangers. But I still want to create you know, an evening that's like, hey, if you have a question, like, it's okay, you can ask it. And then hopefully, you know, they don't have to worry about it being on a podcast somewhere forever. And, you know, whatever happens just sort of happens and we'll see where the night goes. And it's going to be like the podcast. I mean, sometimes we talk about really light things and it's fun and funny. Or we tell a funny story or share something that's going on in our lives, or we might get into the weeds a little bit and it might get a little bit more personal and it might hit different and there might be some emotion. I don't, I don't really know where we're planning it out. And it's the, my team that I'm working with. I'm like, I can't really plan it out.
1: Cause I kind of just want it to happen. So like, how do we plan that? <laughs> like a live, um, don't you like a listener email? Like you have your listen, listener, listener emails. So it's like a live listener email,
0: but I want, interaction audience interaction we'll call it that so we're trying to see what that will look like but Kat will be with me so I think it's important that if we do unpack any things like I want a therapist and expert on hand but it won't be I don't want people to think the tour is just like a therapeutic type thing because it's not again still working on exactly what it is and once I figure that out I'll share a little bit more but you know we're looking at You know, even what cities are we going to go to and what will that look like and how can I be gone and will it be a weekend and then what about the kids and can I get back home and, you know, just, I don't know. Do we, maybe we need to come to Ohio?
1: I was going to say, that sounds amazing. And so you already have at least one person participating. You can count me in. I don't care <laughs> yes. where it is. I'll go. <laughs> We've been looking at venues,
0: and anytime the venues are like, have too many seats, I'm like, no, 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 no. nope, nope.
1: That's too much pressure. Too much pressure I to sell. Northeast Ohio has some smaller venues for you. We're not really okay. a metropolis. So. Well, as
0: of right now, and I feel like if I came to Ohio, since I have party of one, you and I could, we, it probably could just be like, We could just meet up at a Chick-fil-A or something.
1: (laughs) Hey, I am not opposed. That would be lovely. And I could hook you up with all of the good Smuckers goodies.
0: Oh, which speaking of Chick-fil-A, that's where it's at with the jelly. Like, I don't know if they use Smuckers. Yeah. They do. Okay. but, But I do know that when I get a chicken biscuit for breakfast... I request a strawberry jelly and a grape jelly and they give it to me in the little packet and I open up my biscuit with my chicken and on one biscuit, I spread the grape and then on the other biscuit, I spread the strawberry and then I put it together and it's this perfect salty sweet combination. I just now put that connection together because I didn't realize mic
1: drop, like
0: tell your bosses well done because that's where it's at. (laughs)
1: I will. No, that's awesome. I, um, I like, I'm a honey person. So we obviously make like Uncrustables too. People love Uncrustables. The peanut butter honey Uncrustable is my, if you had to ask me for my number one product.
0: It would be that. Okay. I might have to go try that. And you know what? I can, because I don't have my disordered eating habits holding me back. Cause that's something that I would have, I would have never eaten in the past. Well, thank you for sharing some of your story. And I know that's going to be helpful to others. For sure, and for listening to outweigh. That's something that when Lisa, she just had to step down from that, she's still doing truthiest life, her podcast. But she had to step down as my co-host from that. And we thought about dissolving it entirely. And then I just thought, no, this is important to me. This is my passion. Like, I don't care what we have to do. And, you know, it's not my most listened to thing because not everybody deals with that. We're not doing it to make money. Of course, it has commercials in it because it's on a platform. It's iHeart. But it's like, if I were to let go of something, like someone might look at where I invest my time and what I get back from it. And they might be like, ah. might want to let Outway go. But I'm like, no, I can't. I would have loved to have had something like this for myself for all those years. And of course, podcasts haven't been around forever, so we wouldn't have had that. But I I just, I spent much of the, the early 2000s, some of the 90s, and then, you know, the 2010s just feeling so alone. And the beautiful thing about podcasting, YouTube, all the different ways we can connect, Instagram, depending on how much you're on social media or what you use it for, like there's so many tools and resources that are just out there and people sharing and you're like, oh, thank you. I'm not alone. And if Outway can be just a tiny piece of that puzzle, like I want it to be there. So we're outweigh it's outweigh is continuing. So thank you.
1: I was so nervous when I saw the update, like come across as like the title on the podcast. And I was like, oh, no, What's happening? So selfishly, thanks for not giving up on it and making sure that you put your passion before just the data on paper. It definitely shines through and means a lot to at least me. So I know others feel the same way. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you, Emma, for the for the Q&A. And did we do good on time? How do we do? I feel like we're doing pretty good. I feel like I need to leave in the next like for sure walk out in in my car in the next two minutes or I'm going to be late for therapy. (laughs) And then I still have my chipotle salad here, but I'll just take a few bites and then eat the rest of it after therapy. But I hope you enjoy your chipotle later. I hope your therapy session goes well. And I just appreciate you reaching out and emailing to host the listener Q&A. And if others are curious about that and they maybe want to do the same, you can just send an email to four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. That's what you did, right, Emma? I did. I can't believe I did it. And
1: now I'm here and I'm just, it was so worth it. So if you're thinking about it, do it. You get to talk to Amy. It's great. Oh, well, I'm excited because I got to talk to Emma. So it's great. And
0: yeah, Smucker's. Strawberry jam for life. That's what I say. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Emma. I appreciate you. Thank
1: you. Have a great day.
0: Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. (sighs) So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where